0: Welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Go from a listener to a writer with our easy three-step process. Um,
1: okay, can I just get you to tell me what those three steps are?
0: One is make up your magic system slash world slash government. And then two- We do that. Yeah. And then two okay. is make up your main character. And three is make up your plot. Ta-da! That's not, <laughs> that's not an actual <laughs> process.
1: That, that gives you an idea, sure, but it's not like... It doesn't include any of the writing. Yeah. You just gave a process that doesn't actually do what you said it would do. Or I'm gonna sue you for false advertising.
0: I guess the fourth step is writing it. But, you know, we can't make you write. <laughs>
1: No, but it's part of the process. We can't make them do anything to begin with.
0: They can't sue us. We're not charging anything. <laughs> <laughs> or guaran- there's no 100% guarantee that it'll work for everyone. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay.
1: That's one way to go about things if you'd like. <laughs> Hi, I'm Atheo, writer of Rune and Metagame on Road and Scribble Hub and uh, author of a few other things that I'm working on because I am a mess and can never stick to the projects that I should be doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Eunice. I write Eternosaurus and Fantasia and I'm probably going to be stuck writing these two stories for the rest of my life because of my writing speed, I guess. Yeah. Guess by societal standards, I'm not a mess.
1: <laughs> societal standards—they keep—they keep coming up. I don't know what's up with them. They just,
0: uh, <laughs> just not a fan. They're just everywhere. It's so annoying. Yeah.
1: All right. So, I believe that this time around, I'm the one bringing an idea. Yep. <laughs> I don't really have anything nearly as complete as I'd like to. So instead what we've got is uh, a world where the gods are kind of, eh, not necessarily bad but incommunicative and somewhat trolly and they just decide to throw throw a random species or like fantasy race into the world for no reason. <laughs> or at least no reason that people are aware of. There may be a reason, ultimately.
0: You mean, like, they've just done it once, or this is a regular occurrence?
1: Uh, maybe it's happened before, but it hasn't happened for a while, or something like that.
0: Okay, so we're not talking a world that has, like, 50,000 fantasy races?
1: Mm, Yeah, it's more likely to have, like, seven to eight random fantasy races.
0: Okay. I mean, you know, gods are unfathomable and capricious.
1: Mostly just capricious. I would prefer fathomable gods for this one.
0: (laughs) I mean, you know, you could attribute a lot of motivations. They could just be bored. Or they could be having a competition to see who can create the, the best race.
1: But then there would be a whole bunch of them that got dumped into the world all at once.
0: Well, depends on how many gods there are, you know.
1: They're having a competition, but only one of them has uh, put their entry in so far.
0: What if there's only like two gods and, you know, yeah, and they're just competing, but it takes a long time to make a race, you know? They're like, oh, they've been baking in the oven for a while, but a while is like a thousand (laughs) years. (laughs) Only a thousand? Yeah every millennium. I mean, that's not that long. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's been seven to eight fantasy races that have been out competing or competing against each other or something.
1: But at that point, like, it wouldn't be surprising because, like, yeah, we've gotten a new one every thousand years or so, so that's just uh, how things have been going.
0: Well, if the races only have, like, a human lifespan, I feel like every thousand years they'll be like, They'll have forgotten, or like they'll believe that it's a myth that this happens. Until.
1: That's like 12 to 13 generations. The second it happened, the second time.
0: Uh, I mean, you know, people with their historical memory.
1: Uh, oral traditions are stupidly strong.
0: No no, no it's, they're a little bit
1: fragile in that you know if you knock out an entire generation of people, they tend to have issues, but they're really strong and they can contain history from just wildly longer ago than you would think,
0: yeah, but it's like a- after a while, people don't believe that they actually happened, you know they're uh, like no, no, that's not that's not true either i well, in my experience, like yeah. Like, you know, there's there's a difference between... In your
1: extensive research on the subject, uh-huh.
0: Oh, no, it's just, like, people. They just, like, they don't even remember things that happened, like, 50 years ago, let alone, like, 2000.
1: It depends on how important those events were.
0: Yeah, or, you know, like, things become, like, myths and legends instead of, you know, historical accounts. And it Well, becomes fuzzy. I mean,
1: in certain traditions, yes, but not in all traditions...
0: And then, you know... Didn't
1: we f- like, you realize that we found Troy by just going where the oral tradition said it was, right?
0: Sure. It's not that- Like, okay. oral
1: traditions are stupidly strong and really accurate for long periods of
0: time. And like, just because it happens approximately every thousand years doesn't mean it happens like, exactly every thousand years.
1: or might. No, but it would still be like, something that you could reasonably come to expect.
0: Well, that's that's fine. They can be, like, mildly expecting it to happen, but still have great...
1: Well, yeah, but that, that does change the story a little bit. Because at that point, it's like, okay. So they were kind of expecting this. So what exactly goes on every time you've got a new uh, group of people who gets chucked into the world?
0: You know, I assume there's a lot of societal upheaval. And, you know, maybe some... Maybe the first
1: couple of times, (laughs) but like you said, if they're coming at regular intervals,
0: they would have
1: a plan, if not...
0: (laughs) If it's every thousand years. People are not great with the, like, planning and, you know, building things for the future, even if they know it's gonna come. It's not the people
1: who are... Okay, so it's not the people who dealt with the last group that are that have this uh, this planning on them. It's the people who are like, okay, so it's going to happen in my lifetime or my grandkids' lifetime, and that's about
0: what we expect. Yeah, but it's like, well, okay, it depends, right? So if you make a new race... Planning for two generations is not that hard. It's not that hard, but the people don't do it because... Ugh. Plenty of people do, in fact, do that. Well, plen- some people do, but not you know there's people who are notoriously bad at doing things that are good for their long term survival people are notoriously short sighted
1: good for one's own long term survival or good for other, like other people's cuz they're a little bit different and while
0: well, there are plenty distinction of distinction matters there are plenty of people who aren't even good at doing things that are good for their own long term survival
1: You can be not good at your own long-term survival and be good at helping other people's long-term survival.
0: Yeah, well, not if you die first. Okay, we're getting we we haven't (laughs) even finished talking about the idea, and we've gone on like three tangents. No, we've pretty much
1: finished talking about the idea. I didn't have uh, that much of a defined idea here, so I was just gonna I was just gonna figure it out as we went. Yeah, no, the point of the the show is it not?
0: Yes, but I mean, like we haven't figured out any of the aspects of the idea yet so i was thinking it depends on how many of individuals of the new species the gods dump into the world when the species is created right enough that scattering them out isn't
1: going to kill them
0: <laughs> right because they can't just be two that's too like not safe
1: and kind of gross
0: well, you know, like, I assume if you're created by a god, your genes are good enough for a couple generations of inbreeding. Uh, can- yeah, but still gross. Okay, but um, but it can't be like a million, because that's too many, you know?
1: could easily be, like, the low ten thousands.
0: Right, and then it's like, how do they poof into existence? Are they,
1: they literally poof into existence. Or,
0: but no, there should be like some kind of like herald signs that are in the in the legends. That, you know, like the the sky will turn purple <laughs> or and then the grass the sky
1: turns purple every night though.
0: No <laughs> And then the grass will start shivering in this weird pattern <laughs> And then Uh, for... But why? (laughs) For seven days and seven nights, there shall be, uh, impassable tornadoes, and then in the aftermath, you will find... Impassable tornadoes where? (laughs) In the place that they're gonna poof into place. Like, it forces everyone to evacuate out of there. And then the aftermath... Uh, If
1: we're we're making 20,000 of them...
0: You know, like, uh...
1: Are they all getting popped in in the same place? Because that is explicitly, like... What I wasn't trying to do.
0: Well, maybe there's a bunch of small tornadoes. (laughs) (laughs) Ah
1: yes, in the middle of town there is one tiny tornado the size of a person. It hasn't moved
0: for three days? You shouldn't pop them right into the middle of town. Why not? (laughs) Because that's dangerous. They could get run over. Yes! Or like, it'll cause chaos. Yes! Why do you gotta be so untidy, huh? Why can't you write a responsible god who will put them somewhere where they can, you know, get their bearings a little bit before they wander into other- Would
1: they be a god if they were responsible?
0: Well, I mean, you know, I feel-
1: Name me one responsible god.
0: Ever. I feel like if the gods were truly irresponsible, then the world that they are in charge of- would already have died. So, like, all the gods- No,
1: no, I mean, like, historically, in in all of human history, name me a responsible god.
0: I feel like Hephaestus was pretty good.
1: No. What do you mean, no? <laughs> no.
0: Or what about Hades?
1: <laughs> you know what? I'll give you that.
0: Hades is pretty responsible.
1: Hades was, in fact, pretty responsible. Right? So- uh. Although that might be because he was, uh, the, essentially, the good husband for the wife that they were terrified of. So.
0: Yeah, (laughs) he was responsible.
1: Well, yeah, he was literally designed to be the, uh, what's that unproblematic husband to the wife that they were terrified of? Like, I don't know what, what you expect. He's going to be responsible. Like,
0: what about, is it Osiris? Which is the one that got chopped into a bunch of pieces. Is that Osiris?
1: Ah, yeah. So apparently, death gods are responsible. Yeah. Okay. But, you're right. <laughs> Life gods, though, none of
0: them. I'm those. just, you know, it's probably like if your death god is irresponsible, then everyone would be dead, <laughs> or zombied. I don't uh, know.
1: Probably, maybe, or the world is overrun by zombies.
0: But you know, like the fact that the world is still alive and populated implies a minimum level of responsibility you know?
1: Or at least a minimum yeah. level of competence.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know? Uh,
1: But that isn't saying that they don't cause a lot of chaos.
0: Okay, but it seems, you know, like, if you're gonna, like, make these little creations that you're all proud of, you shouldn't just, like, drop them in where they're gonna get immediately killed. Like, that doesn't seem like a logical thing to do.
1: If something's happening for like a week in advance, they're fairly unlikely to be killed no matter where they drop in.
0: Well, it depends on people's reactions to the newcomers. What if their initial reaction is to just capture them and sell them as exotic uh, pets? (laughs)
1: Then that's their reaction.
0: Then that's harmful.
1: Yes, but I'm assuming that we're allowing our people, uh, free will here, so we can't really stop them. Uh, I personally wouldn't write that story, uh, because it would be kind of boring and gross. Um, Mm -hmm. but it is an option for people to do that.
0: Well, I'm just saying, it it seems more, more of a good idea to just find some unoccupied spaces. And plop them there. And then they can wander, you know? That's
1: equally dangerous. If not more.
0: Well, okay, whatever. Well, wherever you want to plop them, you can plop them. But,
1: you know. I would just prop them, like, randomly in places where people are living.
0: But then they'll be all by themselves.
1: Yes, that's the point. They're supposed to find each other. Like.
0: Why is the... Why? Why do they already have to be born with like this? This like mission <laughs> to find each other. Why not? I don't know. It seems like you're you're handicapping them. Can you at least drop them in pairs so they won't be so lonely? No. <laughs> That's so mean.
1: <laughs> also, pairs is so very human.
0: Well, I mean.
1: And not even human, just, like, so very modern human pairs. I
0: was gonna drop them in larger groups, but you seem intent on stranding them by themselves. If they're, like, in groups
1: of, like, ten or so, I'm also fine with that. But I don't want them to be, like... I don't want them to be dumped in this enormous group of, like, 20,000 of them and then spread out from there.
0: Okay, fine.
1: Because that's not all that
0: interesting. But you shouldn't (laughs) drop them one by one, that's mean.
1: I mean... If you drop them one by one, if like, and you're dropping them in populated areas, then each populated area is going to have more than one. Like, that's just how things be.
0: <laughs> okay, whatever. So they're dropped in some fashion that's probably not that important. And then people react to them in differing ways depending on their temperament and cultural norms and stuff. Yeah. Okay. And this is probably a story that will delve deeply into the psychology of racism.
1: (laughs) If you want it to. (laughs) Um, I mean, the whole concept of fantasy races started out kind of uh, really racist for no reason. um, At Tolkien. Um, (laughs) But... If you don't really want to dive into that, then you can fairly well avoid it by just saying, like, hey, this has happened more than once before. People are, if not used to it, at least not particularly surprised by it.
0: Or, yeah, you can just make the people very friendly. They can be like, oh, the gods have blessed us with yet more friends. (laughs) And then go from there. I think that that would be
1: a little bit of a strange story to be telling. Um,
0: I feel like there would be at least one religious society that treats them like that. Yeah, probably. Like, ooh, welcome, new friends. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, who are you? You're creepy. (laughs) Run away.
1: (laughs) They wouldn't exactly be creepy, because they don't really have the context for that.
0: I don't know, like how, yeah, like are these people like born... All like adult-like, or are they all babies? Most of them
1: are born adults.
0: And do they already? Well,
1: come into existence adults, so not exactly born.
0: Or do they? <laughs> and like, do they all have like a grasp of the commonly? They
1: have knowledge, but not experience.
0: Yeah. Okay. So they can just you know. Go they wouldn't
1: it. be creeped out by the new friends thing because they don't have any reason to be creeped out.
0: I don't know. I'm always. They
1: creep- don't have the context to know that that's strange, and it may not even be strange depending on the world you've created.
0: I'm always creeped out when strangers are overly friendly, because like, what's your angle?
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's you, not like most people necessarily. A lot of people are creeped out by over friendliness. I-, I will absolutely give you that, but like, that's a that's a learned thing, not a.
0: I'm sure it's a learned thing. Yes. Oh, okay. It's creepy. Okay, but you know it doesn't. Okay, you can have your naive little, little new people be like, "Hi, friends!" Back at the religious people, and go forth and join the church of the new creationists, yeah. and they're called new creationists because, not because their religion is new. But because they worship the fact of the new creations, I guess. That
1: seems strange. Instead of the things that created them. Okay. No, they
0: worship those gods, but you can't call them I guess you can't they just call they probably just call it new creationist as a short form or something. <laughs> or you could Okay you can name your religion whatever you want. I'm not very good at this.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> Now, I think the big thing that we need to do here is a main character and a conflict.
0: I think it's important to decide what the races are if they have particular qualities that would make them more prone towards certain types of conflicts.
1: Well that depends on the conflict we want, doesn't it?
0: Oh, I guess you can go in that direction. Well,
1: I mean, going the other way around, it's like, ah yes, I have come up with this idea. Also. Now what?
0: Yes, which is how I make all my stories.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but the now what in that case was particularly confused as opposed to the, okay, so we've got a conflict. Okay, how do we fit something into this? We have a set number of parameters.
0: I mean, it's like if you make a really cool and distinctive race, it'll probably lend itself to some kind of conflict. Or is it like... Are, are like, are each of these races, like, successively trying to one-up each other so that they always have, like, new features? Like, is this the first race that can fly or, like, use magic or, like, something?
1: I don't think having them be the first to be able to use magic would be sensible.
0: Or, like, they're, like, supposed to just be, like, pure upgrade from the previous race, so they're just, like...
1: Why would you ever do that?
0: <laughs> stronger, faster... But then that's so boring, but then they end up having some kind of fatal flaw. Tenses. they
1: only live for twenty years
0: or like I don't know you know you could always make you can always mess with the biology and stuff, or is it like the gods then demand that each of the races go to war or something? That would be
1: stupid, uh possibly you could do that actually if you really wanted um. But, like, that would be so dumb. I would hate it.
0: Or, like, instead of a war, the gods, like, compete in a non-violent manner. Actually, actually, hold on. I have an idea. Oh,
1: no. It might be a very (laughs) silly idea.
0: Sounds like it. So,
1: this has been happening for a while, and the gods have been, like, creating groups of people and tossing them out into the world, and essentially the response by people is like, ah, yes, new friends. (laughs) And it's been like this for, like, thousands and thousands of years. And then what you said about the gods demanding a war between the groups of people. And, like, what I would find entertaining as a whole would be if, like, the gods demand a war. And then just pretty much everybody looks at each other and is like, no. (laughs) Just like, ah, yes. Uh, I have heard your proclamation and have decided that because it's a stupid-ass proclamation, I am going to ignore it.
0: So they do that every time?
1: No, no, no. Like, like if the gods just, like, suddenly demanded a war this one time, the the people as a whole are just like, Ah, yes. No. Cool. And then if the gods try to force it, then you go to war with the gods. And that's a that's a fun story.
0: <laughs> so, it'll be like... I guess a couple of thousands of years ago, the gods decided to have this competition to see who could make the best race. And now it's like 10,000 years later and finally everyone has put their entry in and now they're like, okay, it's time to fight it out. But like in the in the last 10,000 years, they never like told the, the races that. So like they've all been getting along harmoniously. And then they suddenly get this demand that they try and kill each other and then all the races are like, What? (laughs) But why? What? Why? No. And the gods are like, I created you! And they'll be like, Yeah, but that was a long time ago.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What are you gonna frankly we've come to our own understanding since then.
0: Yeah, like what are you gonna do? Uncreate me?
1: (laughs) What have you done since then? Excuse me. Yeah.
0: And, and then you can... Okay, we can go to war against the gods if you want. <laughs> like, well, you could... And then the, the the gods are, like, basically dealing with the equivalent of, like, rebellious teenagers. Like... I don't know how to deal with them, they
1: won't. They're not even, like, bad rebellious teenagers. I'm on the side of the rebellious teenagers. Yeah. Fuck these gods.
0: Yeah, the gods are like, they won't do what I say. <laughs> and just complaining to each other like like parents lament over their teenagers.
1: Or at least at first, later on they get scared.
0: And then, like, the the gods try and, like, discipline them by, like, you know, making like plagues or like famines and stuff but then and
1: monsters and stuff
0: but then it turns out that when all of the races work together their unique attributes and powers make it so that they can survive whatever the gods throw at them
1: <laughs> <laughs> see i would i would really like that story actually it, even if it was like some of the group like some small splinter groups broke off and like are like yeah we should we should declare war on each other but first we need to get rid of all these people all these places where people are just like living together like they like each other like i don't know what's up with that
0: yeah so i'm i'm sure you'll have some people who are super racist get on board with the whole you know eliminating the other races thing
1: the whole genociding everybody else thing yeah
0: but then some people will be like uh, hell no, like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm so comfy with all my friends, like, why, why we gotta kill each other? <laughs> what exactly?
1: What's your plan here?
0: And then, yeah, so they do that, and is that the plot?
1: I would have fun with that being the plot, okay. as, like, uh, as, like, the overarching thing. And whether they... Whether they end up convincing the gods by essentially just getting through everything that they'd planned to try and get their people back in line, or they end up uh, convincing the gods by like, alright, we, we're we going to start working with magic and find a way to take it to them and end this whole nonsense.
0: Yeah, I I feel like we still haven't really nailed down the idea enough to just go ahead and write it. You know, we've left it still quite open
1: oh yeah it's it's significantly more open than uh it needs to be to like actually write it down, but like at the same time it's also fairly possible to to come to the to the end here because you have um you know a a, a structure to work in
0: okay so okay, let's decide on our characters
1: probably uh, a member of the new group of people uh as our Main main character, if we have one, the way I might go about it is an ensemble cast uh, of like adventurers, essentially. Because mm-hmm. if we're if we're in a fantasy world, we gotta have adventurers um, that essentially like pick up this newbie, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna teach you the ropes," and then this whole nonsense happens, <laughs> and like maybe they as a whole are like. Maybe this group of adventures in particular is, like, a particularly large part of uh, preventing the, the war that the gods want from breaking out.
0: Hmm. I feel like if I wrote this story, I would make the main character, like, a particularly talented, like, admin-type person. Like, a governor or something like that. Who's, like, understands how to, like, utilize the attributes of... Or the, yeah, like the human, or not human, but humanoid resources at hand to.
1: Not even necessarily humanoid, just intelligent.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean. Like the, the resources at hand, the personnel at hand to. That would be fun. To, yeah, like it would be like, bring it on, gods. What are you gonna throw at me next? <laughs> like, like. I see. Like my. F- I see you've decided to threaten me. My flood management protocol is on point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, actually, as, a, as like a main character, if you go like ensemble and like, not ensemble, but like if you go sort of the way where you're like telling mini side stories um, of people who are like on the front, so you see what it's actually like.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and then your main character per se isn't like necessarily the perspective character a lot of the time. Yeah. That would actually be really fun.
0: Yeah, like this, I think this world would obviously lend itself to having more than one perspective character for sure, like even for someone like me who likes to write quite limited stories. It's yeah. it's more of a bigger it's more of a bigger story. And then you know, you get to show your chops in terms of the cool fantasy races that you've invented. Yep. Um, because, which I would
1: find like a ton of fun but
0: cause I mean if you want you could tell this story with your standard fantasy races but like you know
1: it was a competition come on yeah
0: like you gotta give them some interesting features like and yeah and definitely probably don't make them all humanoid that would be very boring. Like, at least base one off of, like, octopuses or something.
1: <laughs> Come up with something interesting. Add to your job.
0: I want a sentient, well, yeah, a sentient octopus race that, like, lives longer than octopuses live in our world. Octopi. No, I looked it up. It's not octopi. Although I like octopi. Uh, either one is okay. Octopodes.
1: That one is pain.
0: <laughs> but then, it doesn't even sound like a plural of octopus. It just sounds like eight feet instead of eight foot.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Notice that I that I said no. <laughs>
0: okay. Anyways. You can use whatever plural of octopus you like.
1: Exactly. There you go. Remember, language is fake. Um... You can come up with whatever plural you like uh, as long as people realize that it's the plural.
0: Yeah, like whether you use octopuses or octopi, somebody will tell- will be offended and write you to tell you that you're wrong. So just pick the one you like.
1: They probably won't write you to tell you're, you that you're wrong because that takes a long time. I don't think anybody cares that much.
0: Well, not if- if you publish it as a book, no, but if you write it as a web serial with comments enabled, 100% of the time, you will get somebody telling you you're wrong. Yeah. It's true. Okay, let's make a few other main characters. Ah, uh,
1: Well, I mean, we've already chosen somebody who is already in the world and not one of the new people, so we need a new person.
0: Okay. Do we know what race they are? Nope. Mm, then I don't really know how to... Figure this out. Are they humanoid? <laughs> Maybe? Because if they're not, yeah, that completely changes things. Does it? Yeah, if they're significantly different from... Well, I mean,
1: if there were already other groups that were non-humanoid, then that's a different thing.
0: I mean, it would just, like, affect the things that they like to do, or can do, and their hobbies and preferences.
1: They can do whatever they want. Um. Like
0: do they have opposable thumbs? Are
1: they capable of like I would assume that most of them have opposable thumbs or if not opposable thumbs then manipulating appendages.
0: Or like do they all communicate through sound? Do some of them use telepathy instead? I don't know. That would That would be fun. Yeah, but it 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 affects the character design quite a bit
1: this new group is a bunch of uh
0: oh wait no because the
1: telepaths like if you had like a telepathic uh group then putting them in like really early would actually be probably the most sense that you would get out of it because like they're the ones who are keeping who are keeping everything uh uh (laughs) or at least they're they're a big part of it uh they may no longer be super important to that but you know at some point they were maybe this new group um well i mean the 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 story that you're telling with the new group really is the figuring out what everything is and then figuring out how to contribute yeah so if you're telling if you're telling the story uh this this character should probably be like essentially the person who figures out for our for our main or central character cuz they're not really main so for what our central characters um area sort of is they're the ones who figure out hey here's how we can best contribute because apparently uh these people are willing to go to war so that we don't get wiped out by being the most recent addition so
0: So, you know yay
1: they appreciate it
0: (laughs) yeah i think whoever this character is will need to somewhat exemplify the attributes of the new race, right? In both the pros, or the strengths and powers, and their weaknesses, deficiencies. Well,
1: yeah. Or they could be, like, a weird example of it, and that being weird is what gets them the knowledge that they need to... But that's irrelevant.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It's I find it quite hard to imagine this character without knowing what the race is. Hmm...
1: Well, I would say that they're like determined and, you know, appreciative of what's being done and you know that just that kind of thing.
0: Okay, probably yeah, you know that kind of like naive, friendly character that you need to protect from being scammed. You know that that type.
1: <laughs> well, you might need to protect them from being skimmed by other people, but you don't need to protect them from everything because they are smart, just not. Wise.
0: Yeah. Just gotta, you know, make sure they don't make any, you know, unwise trades or purchases. Exactly. Don't get lured away by cultists who are trying to sacrifice them to their god.
1: Uh, You probably wouldn't need to prevent that because that's not not exactly a uh, difficult thing to figure out.
0: But, like, it would be, you know... I would obviously make them like really good at something in a way that that's fairly comedic. So like they would accomplish certain things that are considered impossible by everybody else without noticing any difficulty. And uh Exactly. Be a little bit confused that everyone's going like, "Wow." <laughs> All
1: right. We do have a sort of a sort of basis here. Um it's not everything, and uh, you as the writer uh, have your creative freedom to come up with whichever groups that you want to. Hopefully extremely creative.
0: Okay, if if you don't know what to do for your races, just uh, add some characteristics and assign them to some dice values and then go for it. <laughs>
1: Make them interesting characteristics, though.
0: <laughs> and then, you know, use a random name, generator and no no (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) you can use a random name generator like if you if you want to uh but with those specifically i would only use the random name generator to like get you close and then i would i would tweak them to fit uh however you want to do it and then i would also create um the like a bare bones conling to so that you know like what to name things but like that's not ne- actually necessary that's just ridiculously over the top and essentially worthless to the large majority of people so you don't actually need to do that
0: <laughs> if you don't know what a conlang is it's where you make up a language because you have way too much time on your hands
1: Not always because you have too much time on your hands. Sometimes it's because you want to keep things consistent. Sometimes it's because, you know, it makes it so that you can make things uh, sound like they're from the same place. Um, And specifically, that one is actually a a really good tip, is that if you make, like, tiny conlangs where it's not actually, like, a language that anybody could speak, but it's instead, like, a grouping of sounds that are particularly common to an area... That is actually really useful.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I just, when I name things, I don't consciously try and make it sound like it's from the right area, but it ends up doing so. As with everything I do, instead of planning, it just.
1: You also named a lot of things in English, so.
0: Oh, you mean like in Fantasia?
1: Yeah, among
0: my my theme for f- naming places I turn th- of
1: source a lot of things are named in English too,
0: not my country names <laughs> <laughs> or my town names,
1: but countries would have different languages to begin with, so they don't need to be consistent
0: <laughs> no 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 no, but i i my my area my story is set in a set of closely interconnected kingdoms called the seven Kingdoms, but that share a lot of their geopolitical history. Not that it matters at all to the story.
1: (laughs) All right. Okay. I do think we have enough to give you a a good start an outline, if not uh, necessarily exactly where you're going, because that is up to you as the writer, as always. If
0: you feel like we actually haven't finished this up, and for some reason you want to write the story, but want to force us to make you some fantasy races, email us and we'll see what we can do. (laughs) <laughs> yep,
1: and that would be at listeners at com.
0: if uh you've gone ahead and done a whole story email us and we'll promote it if you want to be a guest email us at guests at com. and uh yeah. yeah i think that's it well we'll see you next week
1: thank you for listening Um uh, make sure to rate on itunes i think that's the reading platform. Uh, and then share it uh, to anybody you think you'd like it. And we'll see you next time.
0: Okay, bye. Bye.